Hi, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Uh, today we're going to talk about the students' uh, fee increase, the 32% that has been uh, imposed on, uh, on the, uh, the universities uh, for in-state tuition. And um, I'm not exactly sure what the percentage is on out-of-state. Uh, I think it's not exactly 32% maybe a little bit less, but in any case, uh, it is bringing the um, tuition, or, or they don't call it tuition, they call it fees. Uh, uh, I think the state uh, master plan for education says we cannot charge tuition, or we should not. And so that's why they call it uh, a semantic thing. Uh, so that's going to happen uh, already. Uh, the regions voted last week, and there have been actions on many campuses um, Buildings have been taken over in Santa Cruz and also um, Los Angeles and and Berkeley. Uh, And some students have been arrested. 44 students at least have been arrested at Berkeley uh, for so-called trespassing, even though they are students at that university. And um, so today we're going to be talking with uh, some activists about what is planned at Irvine here at UCI. This is Dan Sang with Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Um, the uh, opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regions of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Um, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you. Uh, maybe you could introduce yourselves. My name is Hadir Sinaiman. I'm uh, a member of the Muslim Student Union here at UCI. And I'm uh, Dennis Lopez. I'm a graduate student uh, here at Irvine and uh, a member of the Worker Student Alliance and the Defend UCI Coalition. Oh, great. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, you'll be, uh, you, you're planning a big rally on th- Tuesday. Uh, yes, there's a, there was actually um, a couple of actions last week culminated in a, in a rally. Oh, last week there was uh, last actions, week, yeah. yeah um, you had a petition that you gave to the chancellor? Uh, on, on Tuesday there was a, a small delegation, actually not so small, it was about 30 students, um, undergraduate and graduate, workers, staff, and faculty who went to the chancellor's office um, to deliver a petition that was calling for a stop to the fee hikes and a stop to the layoffs. Uh, on at UCI in particular, but across the UC campuses, uh, and we had collected about slightly over 1,200 signatures wow. from students and workers and staff and faculty on the campus. Uh, and then on Thursday, there was a rally organized in support of the protest at UCLA at noon in front of the administration building, which brought out about 40 to 50 students. Um, and there was you know picketing and chanting and a speak yeah. out and, and a march around Ring Road. Um, Unfortunately, as we know, the, the, the fee hikes passed, uh, so st- uh, students on the campus here at UCI um, have organized uh, an action for uh, tomorrow, Tuesday at noon from tw- 12 to, to 2 p.m. Um, this is a longer, right? I mean, usually it's an hour. <laughs> what, what is planned, do you think? It's going to be a mixture of um, just getting, it's going to be a mixture of getting students' voices out there. Um, there's going to be a rally in front of the administration building. Um, people are going to be sharing their reflections, their ideas on what's going on. Um, 
and just a march on campus. And uh, one of the things that we're we're hoping for and we're 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 calling for is is broad support across the campus, staff, faculty, yeah. uh, workers, and students, both undergraduates and graduates. Um, you know, should come out to this because I think it's become uh, it should it should be at this point increasingly clear that the the policies that are being implemented on the UC campuses are affecting all of us, and and the the trend doesn't seem to be changing. In fact, it seems to be uh, speeding up. They're saying it's going to get worse next year, right? With the state budget, at least. There was an article in the LA Times yesterday, I believe, that was talking about. Um, the the state budget uh, for next year, which said it was it was going to be uh, terrible, yeah. uh, and you know, and we know that uh, the the state budget um, is going to mirror the you know what happens at the UC. Uh, this has been the connection that increasingly has been drawn by administrators. They keep saying we don't have the money, um, and you know, so we have to make sacrifices. And when they say sacrifice, they mean the students and the workers have to bail out the UCs and the state. And that's exactly what they've been implementing with this, uh, with the 9.3% increase uh, for this fall and now a 32% increase uh, for next fall. And what we need instead is um, to put pressure on the top instead of um, taking from the bottom. And so that would be one of our goals through this rally. Um, What's great about this rally is that it's a mixture of students. Mm. Um, It's not just one group that's putting it on. And what we really want is a united um, front of students being yeah, involved. There are a lot of, on your Facebook page, there's a lot of uh, student groups that have endorsed this, or spon- co-sponsoring this, right? Right, and so we're hoping that all students, um, workers, faculty, everyone can come together for this cause. How many people have been laid off uh, at Irvine? You, do you know that? I don't know the exact number, um, but uh, I know that the Daily, the Daily Bruin last week during the, the protest was reporting that across the UC campuses, over 860 uh, workers, mm. um, this includes staff as well, have been laid off. Um, I, know, I know here, for example, because I do uh, work with the Workers' Student Alliance uh, and the AFSCME Union, I know that initially here uh, there were plans to, to, to lay off uh, about uh, 20 of uh, facility w- facility workers, and I think another 20 to 25 custodians. Um, we had a series of actions on the campus uh, that prevented this uh, mm. from happening. So a lot of them were laid off, but they were reinstated uh, over the last couple of months. The uh, how, how were they reinstated because of pressure from the workers? Well. Um, I would say so. I would say mm. that the union and students and workers uh, put on a number of actions uh, trying uh, against what had happened. The university's response was that they were able to find additional funds, which allowed them to to reinstate these workers. Um, I know for, I know that, for example, in terms of the facilities workers, there are still three uh, workers who have not been reinstated. Mm. Um, and of course, TAs are being uh, let go, uh, or their terms uh, cut back. Uh, in terms of uh, just TA ships, uh, teaching assistant ships. Right, TAs uh, across the different disciplines. Um, there's uh, obviously there's a, a lack of funds at the department level. Um, so a, a lot of TAs that were expen- expecting uh, assignments didn't get assignments. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, this is of course is making it very difficult uh, for for um, for graduate students on on not only at UCI but across the UC campuses, to continue their research, to continue their work. Um, 
without worrying about how they're actually going to survive the quarter, if not the year, and also pay uh, now for these uh, uh, for these h- uh, higher uh, fees. How does it affect yourselves? Um, yeah. It as a student, I am part of um, a group of people on campus who's it's are just being on just being at a college campus. Um, you're here for an education, and if people can't get that. Um, I don't know what there is left. And so I feel like the UC administrators should um, fight for the people who make the UC what it is, the faculty, the students, um, the workers. And um, that's why I feel it's important to you you, know, get our voice out. You're undergrad? Yes, I am. Oh, yeah. And have you seen tuition go up all the last few I have, years? actually. Yeah. Um, every quarter oh. it's gone up since I've gotten here. So um, we've never, we haven't stabilized tuition, and now it's just going up even more. So... Um, I know it's it's difficult for a lot of students to go through, and that's why this is important. Do you work, or do you have do you have to work uh, um, yourself? I do work. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I know um, it's it's not just a personal thing. Um, it's just while I it does affect people on a personal level, I also feel like the principle of just justice um, is important, and so it's important for us to fight for this, um, especially myself being from the. Um, of the Muslim faith, that's one of our principles. We fight for justice um, yeah. with our voices and just getting our getting our word out there. Do you, do you see that this threatens the existence of UC being a public institution? Um, I feel like it does. It's um, it's not easy for everyone to go. To, it, this should be um, affordable education, and it's not anymore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think maybe thirty years ago, forty years ago, it was. But it could be almost free, practically, hmm. uh, attending UC. Uh, well, when it when, when right when it started after the the master plan was instated in 1960, the fees were there were no fees. Uh, education was free until the, I think 1972 when they started in, in instituting oh, fees oh. on the campuses. Um, but just to give you an idea of how far we've we've moved away from that initial um, uh, basis for for. Uh, public education here in California, with this 32% increase that the Regents just passed, they've they've tripled uh, fees on the UC campuses in the last decade. Um, at the same time, that state support per student uh, for uh, on the campuses have has dropped by, from about 40 to 45%. Um, so the state now, or last year from 2007 to 2008, actually only provided. Uh, a little over uh, $9,500 uh, f- per student in terms of, of funding for the UCs, which is, of course, a little over 50% of what it actually costs, at that point, what it actually costs mm. to attend. And I, th- and I think we need to put this in, in, a, in a larger context because uh, I think, you know, UDOF, uh, the regents, top administrators keep raising the issue that we're in a crisis and we don't have money and that we're being cut and that thus those of us at the bottom have to sacrifice. Uh, But if we look at the broader society, uh, we see that money seems to be abundant. It's just that the priorities uh, don't seem to be there uh, or where we would expect them to be. That is, uh, education, healthcare keep uh, getting substantial cuts, but the war funding does not. The bailing out of the banks does not get cut. There was an article in the New York Times Mm. last week uh, that was uh, pointing out that with this uh, potential troop increase in Afghanistan that the Obama administration wants, which would be about a uh, 40,000 troops uh, surge 
for Afghanistan, the U.S. would be spending $1 million dollars per soldier uh, per year. (laughs) So this would increase war funding just for the war in Afghanistan from anywhere from $40 billion to $52 billion a year. That's on top of the $64 billion that's already spent just for the war in Afghanistan. If we look at the military budget as a whole, the U.S. spends per year close to a trillion dollars on military expenditures and and so on. Um, we're, We're in a crisis, we're told. Um, but it, it continuously, those that are sacrificing our students, our workers, social services are being cut, military spending is increasing, uh, and these bailout for the banks um, seem to have no end in sight. Um, it's a question, I think, of, of priorities and, and what we uh, as students and workers and, and, and staff here at the UCs want uh, for public education, but I think also more broadly, what we want as a society, what kind of society do we want? Do we want to privilege uh, education and health care? Uh, or or do, we, do we think that it's legitimate to spend uh, yearly trillions of trillions of dollars on wars and banks for profit and empire while students and workers are suffering? And right now, I think the, there's more spent on prisons in the state than it is on education. Uh, there's the prison the prison, uh, the prison uh, uh, expenditures for the state of California are slightly less than education, um, but it's on pace. It's on yeah. It's on, on pace that up. by 2012, California will spend more on prisons than on schools. And in fact, at this point, California, I believe, spends more on prisons than uh, any other state um, mm-hmm. in the country. And um, uh, the um, the, the increase, uh, I think, is, is revealing. I, I believe that since the early 90s, there's been an increase in, print, in, in prison spending of about 120%, as opposed to education, which has been at about 30%, the increase. How does this compare with Cal State? Because I understand Cal State's system uh, only has, uh, I mean, is much more dependent on state funding. It's like 80-some percent uh, dependent, whereas we're... Uh, you see is just maybe 12 to 20% dependent on state funding. And so it seems like they're not. Are they raising their uh, student fees a uh, similar amount? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I, don't have all, I don't have all the figures on the Cal States, but um, as I understand it, the Cal States are actually the ones that have been hit most severely yeah. by these budget cuts. Um, they actually got their 32% uh, fee increase last, uh, at the end of last spring. It was passed by their board of trustees um, in June, um, and there were actually huge protests at the chancellor's office right. in Long Beach against that. But they, uh, the increase passed as well. Uh, their faculty, I believe, um, and staff took a straight 12 percent uh, pay cut or furlough, they call it. But uh, here, where it was uh, done in graduated, in, in, yeah. right? Uh, at the Cal States, it was straight, um, and they've had a number of layoffs, uh, reduction of services. Um, they're expecting, I, I believe, something like forty to fifty thousand less students that will be admitted, uh, you know, for next for next year. Wow! Um, and uh, already, they, there's talk that there's going to be uh, a mid-year uh, fee increase. So they they got a thirty-two percent fee increase for this fall, um, and there is rumors that there might be another fee increase for the spring uh, semesters at the Cal States. Wow! So that's this is terrible for students. Yeah, um, how do you see? Uh, you know, on campus there's this. I just w- was driving down Campus Drive, 
and there's these new dormitories, I guess, that just are about to open, I suppose. Uh, do you think they're going to have any students in them? Uh, because right now I understand there's no waiting list for for dorm spaces. At I mean, because they've cut back by a few hundred or five hundred or something freshmen uh, first year admissions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like uh, you know they they're willing to commit to you know these capital projects, mm-hmm. right? So there is money. I mean, we I've had on my show the show um, economists. Uh, who uh, analyzed the the budget and the 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 financial paperwork, and you know Moody's upped the rating for UCs uh, to th- what triple A or something, mm-hmm. and they're not going to do it if we were having financial problems and we we're you know the bad loans and whatever. So <laughs> there is money, and the, the argument is that it's committed. It's it's not legally committed, but it's uh, the de- the decision makers in the university, the top leadership decided there's, you know, these building projects, there's other things, and, you know, they don't want to move monies around. Right, and um, again, it, it seems to be a question of, of priorities, both at the micro level and at the macro level, micro here at UC and then society-wide. Um, we know that the UC system lent the state of California mm, yeah. $200 million because the UC had a better <laughs> credit rating right, right. than the state, and they did this, of course, because they are going to get a return on this loan, and when 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 Udoff oh, yeah. was asked, why not put that money um, mm. to try to weather weather the storm and save some of these positions and jobs, he he of course said is it's you know it's it's a question of of getting a return on on this on this money. If he he, he said if we if we were to direct mm. these funds toward the workers, it's clear that we we wouldn't get a return. And of course, by return he meant profit. Uh, he, he, of course, the return that he he was thinking of did not involve uh, the livelihood of these workers, well, their the contribution, yeah, right, right? Their contribution to the campus. Right. For him, it was a straight straight economic terms. And um, there are a number of of, of articles um, that have been written by UC professors uh, that make the claim, and I don't, I'm not exactly sure if this is true, that most, if not all, of the funds that will come from the fee increases will not actually go back into instruction for the university, but that they will be pooled as collateral mm. um, to take out uh, further bonds for construction projects on the UC campuses. Um, that, that's one of the reasons that in, in a number of the calls, the, the demands by students on the different campuses, uh, from Berkeley all the way down to UCI, uh, there's been a call to stop construction projects on the campuses mm. uh, because it's true we see continue continuous expansion uh, of the campuses at a time where, where we're losing students where we're making students pay more where we're losing workers where workers are, are, are facing uh, serious pay cuts um, and um, this this of course to me makes no sense and I think to most people that look at it objectively make no sense uh, makes no sense, but um, from the top, apparently, when you're thinking of, of it in economic terms and uh, in light of the profit motive, it makes sense to them. It's a corporate model, so if you look at it as you know, just uh, you know, cost-benefit analysis in terms of just numbers, then maybe you want to return uh, kind of a three percent, five percent return or whatever on and your it's investment. It's disappointing to me as a student that. Um, the priority is not with the students, that the priority is not with the workers, priority is not with um, what the university produces, that is um, education and a place for that. And so um, what I would like to see is for this to, for, for,
first of all, for the decision to be, decision to be reversed, but for the priority to be back where, um, back to the students, the people who make, and the faculty and the workers, basically the people who make the university what it is. Do the do you think that um, you know? Have you seen these proposals from I think some faculty at UC San Diego to uh, you know make certain UCs just teaching institutions and not uh, research institutions? Uh, like the suggestion was Merced, uh, Riverside, and um, one other campus, Santa Cruz, I guess, um, just do uh, do teaching and no, no research, no, and then uh, the others f- focus the top tier, and then I guess we're second tier, supposedly. Uh, but of course you notice that it's kind of, uh, there's some kind of people of color kind of, <laughs> uh, kind of significance to the those kind of uh, divisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, UDF, I think, rejected it, supposedly, and it was also mentioned in the New York Times article, I think, or op-ed, or, uh, either editorial or, or, or article, saying that the, these these were not, not under serious consideration or something, whatever. Right, and um, something similar is happening at the Cal at the Cal States as well, where some of the the schools that are being targeted for some of the heavier cuts, mm. uh, Cal State Dominguez Hills, for example, mm. which is uh, uh, primarily serves the African American Latino populations around that community, um, has has been uh, is being targeted for more substantial cuts. Uh, I know there's a plan at San Diego State um, to to admit students. Um, from uh, more students from out of state, less students from around the, the surrounding uh, neighborhoods, uh, and mm. the surrounding neighborhoods, of course, are primarily uh, Latino and, and African American. Um, so there, there is a question here of of of, of race and racism, mm-hmm. um, which of course is always at the heart, I think, of of these decisions, uh, given the nature of our society and of these cuts and. You know, it, it it should be it should be no no secret that these kinds of drastic cuts always affect communities of colors uh, of color um, uh, more more deeply. Uh, that these are the the students that already, since uh, the scaling back of affirmative action in the 90s, uh, have found it difficult to make it in to the UCs, um, and for a number of reasons. Uh, and that now with these tuition increases are going to find it even more difficult. Um, yet, you know, um, uh, the, the, um, the, the, the services um, that initially were put in place to help many uh, of these communities uh, make it into the, to higher education uh, are also being taken away. Yeah, definitely. And even, uh, I, I forgot to mention lecturers, right? Lecturers also having their appointments cut back. I know some lecturers that are going to have to leave uh, next quarter mm-hmm. um, because they, and they've been here, one of them I know has been here 20 years, or over 20 years. And so it just, you know, I mean, what's he going to do? Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I think it's, it, you know, one of the things that we're seeing is that um, we've seen a, a ballooning of the of the prison population in California and across the states. Uh, since this crisis hit and since these cuts have been taking place, um, the military no longer has um, an issue recruiting. I believe uh, la- this year, uh, since it's is the first time since the 70s that it's actually been able to meet its recruitment quota. Uh, all the all the branches of the military, mm. um, and uh, and and we know that you know the military in particular targets communities communities of color. Uh, we know that there's a disproportionate number of Black and Latinos in the prison system. Uh, there was a, a 
a, a study done recently, it was reported by, on, by uh, the San Francisco Chronicle, that pointed out that um, uh, 18, year old, 18 through 24-year-olds uh, without a high school diploma are 30 times more likely to end up in prison than those that graduate with a BA. Uh, if you're African American, uh, you're 60 times more likely to end up in prison uh, if you don't have a high school diploma than other other black students who graduate with a BA. So it's there's a clear connection between uh, education um, and an increase in the prison population, and yet. At the top, the decision is still made to continuously cut education while they're expanding prisons and why the prison budget continues to balloon. Um, I, think it, I think we need to be very clear that these, these cuts and these decisions are racist at the core. Uh, and that it, it, goes, it, it starts with the schools that are targeted uh, for cutbacks. We're seeing this very clearly at the Cal States. Uh, decisions being made on which schools at the UCs, these proposals that point to uh, mm. Riverside and, and, and yeah. so on. Um, you know, and it also has to do with a larger social impact that these cuts have, particularly on communities of color. Uh, I, th- I think that we need to be very clear on the racist nature of these cuts. How about on this campus, have there been programs that have been cut that you think um, impact disproportionately certain groups? Well, one of the first programs that wa- was... was SAS, uh, right? The right, the student the, um, um, academic... Uh, Achieve. Achievement uh, Service Office was, yeah. I believe, was one of the first uh, offices um, to be cut when when these uh, when these cutbacks started. Although I had her, um, the head of that program, on my show after the students were on, and she claimed that they're continuing the program and the Office of Educa- Department of Education is f- continuing funding it. So I don't know why she cut it. Then. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me if they're gonna, you know, continue it. You know, it seemed. It just seemed weird, yeah. Mm. But I don't know how it's happening. I mean, what's happening since then, uh, since the cutbacks, yeah. Um, but they they calling it something else, I guess, yeah. Um, but they laid off some people, some long term staff who've been here twenty years, yeah. So that maybe that was why they were trying to save. I mean, the reason was she said there were, she had a huge budget shortfall in his, in her department. And she was under orders, and so that's what these middle management people actually have have no say. You know, I mean, they <laughs> they have to follow orders, mm-hmm. obviously, and uh, even the chancellors have to follow orders from the central administration. So they're not going to, you know. I mean, it's unclear, uh, you know, whether there's any uh, feedback to the top people about the fact that they should shift uh, priorities and should uh, release some funding. I know Yudoff was saying that. You know, it was quoted in the register uh, in May, I think, when there was some question uh, from the reporter uh, citing these union concerns that there is budget, uh, there is, uh, you know, uh, there are assets that they could move around. Uh, and she's, he said, what do you think, uh, you know, do you think this is going to last a year? There'll be another year of this. So we need it for basically a rainy day. But, you know, the rainy day has happened, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what are they waiting for? <laughs> So it's this tragic, you know, it's, I mean, we laugh about it, but it's actually kind of, it is very tragic. Um, do you see the, I mean, uh, are you seeing more people? I know at the rally, uh, the earlier rally that was really huge uh, a few months ago, there was a whole range of people that stopped by and 
even though the press kind of the register kind of dismisses and nobody showed up uh but actually a lot of a whole range of people showed up and they were teachings and stuff so uh do you see that continuing uh, reaching out i mean is there a different range of people you think that will be because now that it's going to hit them in the pocketbook it's much much you know more people realize what's happening yeah definitely um i think that's that's the reason why um there is so much support now and i think um although it's taken an actual cut to get people yeah. um to finally you know speak out um i think it's a step in the right direction and hopefully um people are more aware of what's going on and more um more aware of their responsibility as students to speak up you know i'm a veteran of the struggles in the 60s against the vietnam war and some people cynically argue and i don't but i think there is some truth to it that because of the draft at the time uh at least for male students the uh i mean it it, it the students started to realize that it could affect them and so you know i mean i i so a kind of personal interest self interest does help play a role i know we're idealists and we want people to you know be involved for a cause right but i think a lot of people don't don't have the rude awakening i guess unless it impacts them personally in some way or somebody in their family and so in that case i th- uh what happened was they uh by the time i was uh in college they had begun uh they were beginning to implement uh, a lottery uh so they would pick uh who would go to vietnam based on your birthday and the date of your birthday uh you had a number and mm-hmm. that number was put into a lottery and you you know so you, it was a kind of a hit and miss whether they would be sent and so a lot of people uh would listen to the you know that night it was sunday night they where they picked the lottery every year and so it became uh and then other people said well it's uh the reason they implemented a lottery was because it was people who had college deferments uh they could get out of going to the war uh at least for the duration of the year probably uh and they they would have to go eventually but people thought that was uh, discriminatory because you know you could afford to go to college then you could get away and not going but uh but after because of the resistance but because of the draft i think the people resisted much more and um of course tv played a role showing the impact of the deaths over there and the killings and the massacres and the, you know torture and stuff and so uh it turned eventually not just the students but the wider community against the war um i mean i i i guess the do you see feel besieged in uh i mean what do you think we can do or students can do uh against these i mean it just seems it's going to go up next year again unless you know there's some some resistance there um yeah there is resistance and um i'm hoping it's increasing now one thing is that um there always has been but i guess it's in increasing numbers um but i think that's one thing that we can do and that everyone has the ability to do um to speak out um to make their voices heard to make their opinion known yeah i i think we're i think we're seeing uh a slow but uh in- increasing um move on the part of of more and more individuals to to want to get involved and to want to participate um because mm-hmm. there i think there you know it's it's becoming very clear 
what's happening and what we're facing. And that that standing on, on the sidelines just isn't going to uh, protect you anymore, mm-hmm. right? That uh, yeah. it's, there's, you know, Howard Zinn's sort of famous phrase that you, you can't be neutral on a moving train. <laughs> uh, well, this yeah. this train seems out of control, and I think more, more and more people are realizing that we need to do something. Um, and I think the number of activities that we're seeing on the different campuses shows uh, a heightened awareness and a heightened militancy on the part of students and of workers. I mean, I think it's important to realize that uh, workers and students on the UC campuses and beyond the walls of the university uh, share a commonality, a basis for organizing and for resistance, and that uh, we on the campus and beyond the campus need to foster this as a way to build a broader social movement. Uh, that's, gonna, that's going to put things like education uh, uh, at, the, at the forefront. That's going to privilege um, you know, the livelihoods and the needs of working families, mm-hmm. um, Right, as opposed to empire and to profit, um, and I, I think it is at some point going to take something broader, a, a wider movement, like we saw in the '60s, and yeah. and you know the the periods are very similar, mm-hmm. uh, even though um, the news media might not play the same role that it did during the '60s in showing mm-hmm. uh, the images that that spurred many to action. It's clear that the U.S., like like the, like in the '60s, is, is mired in in two wars in the Middle East, um, and that these wars are are, are not for democracy, uh, are not for freedom, but are for uh, to control oil and oil pipelines in that region. That these are imperialist wars, war, war, wars of empire, uh, and that more and more lives are being lost there, uh, U.S. Uh, lives and um, and civilian lives in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, and in, in Iraq. Uh, and I think more people uh, are seeing that reality. There's more and more opposition to the war. Um, I think the main point is to start making the connections, to make the connections yeah. between what's happening in, to education, what's happening to students, uh, and what's happening to workers on the campuses and beyond the campuses, to this larger uh, social structure that uh, that that seems to promote wars for profit, that seems to privilege uh, banks and corporations, and not the basic uh, human needs of working families, of students, of soldiers. And I think I think slowly but surely, more and more people are coming to that realization, and we're seeing increasing resistance. Um, and I think I think the actions that are being planned. Uh, primarily by undergraduates, I want to say, yeah. uh, because I think it's important to point out. You know, UCI has this reputation of of being a very docile campus, but um, the rally that was planned on Thursday uh, was planned by undergrads, uh, undergraduate organizations, and was led by undergraduates on this campus. Uh, the rally being planned tomorrow from 12 to 2 is uh, being mostly um, planned, organized, and led by the undergraduates and I think I think this growing um, uh, motivation and and uh, and and consciousness um, is spreading from yeah. uh, among the undergraduates uh, and now what we need to do I think is make broader connections uh, and build a basis for a broader movement do you, do you feel that uh, let's take a station break uh, this is KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine uh, this you're listening to Subversity here with Dan Sung. Uh, the opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regions of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Uh, there's been a victory, actually, th- this week, right? Uh, last week, uh, Russell uh, T-shirt company. 
the Russell company that makes the T-shirts had to cave in and uh, rehire the workers they had fired. Uh, where was it in El Salvador? Or? In Honduras. Honduras. And, um, and because of the student uh, uh, kind of boycott of the company for, for, for uh, mistreatment of workers uh, in Honduras over the making of uh, campus logo T-shirts. Uh, what impact is that going to have? You think that that victory? Uh. Well, um, well, th- it's important to note that this was uh, a national. Yeah, it well, was. it was international, obviously, but it was right, on right. the on the campuses here in the United States. It was a national campaign, um, which included the UC system, um, and that it uh, included organizing um, across the country from different campuses among different students. Um, I think I think that level. Of, of of unity is important in solidarity solidarity among uh, students and workers on different campuses um, but also different schools yeah different yeah. schools exactly yeah. and, and um, but also a kind of international solidarity that we're seeing uh, or realizing that the struggles that are taking place uh, across the world uh, in many ways are directly tied to um, the actions and policies of our own government here in the US mm. um, but that the, the struggles that we're facing here within the U.S. Uh, are are uh, are um, an outcome of those same policies, and that in many ways, uh, the challenges we face are the challenges that working people internationally face. And and I think I think one lesson that I draw from that is is this this uh, growing sense of internationalism and, and solidarity um, is something that we need to continue to build and foster, which is very difficult to maintain. Yeah. Um, but which is, I think, a necessity in terms of um, creating a movement for for change, um, like like the one I, I think we need that inv- includes the struggle against uh, the cuts to education and and other social services. Did the did UCI bookstore stop carrying the t shirts before? Do you know? Uh, um, I, I don't know when they stopped. I know that the UC campuses were one of the first to oh. to um, to agree to stop uh, selling Russell products uh, unless they changed uh, their, oh, their policy. I'm, I'm not exactly sure um, when that happened. I do know it, it did happen last uh, last spring. Sorry. Another thing I wanted to add is that we're on a college campus. We're on a university campus, and. Um, if we're not going to have these discussions here, if we're not going to be active in fighting for what we believe in here, where are we going to do that? Um, I think that's one thing that's um, proven throughout the years that um, it's university students, it's college students who um, begin this kind of activism and like sta- and stand up for what they believe in. Um, and so I th- it's encouraging to see that that's happening more and more on college campuses. I mean, I, do, you, do you see, uh, are you a member of any organization uh, on campus, I'm uh, a member of the Muslim Student oh, Union. Yeah, because the uh, I know there's some controversy over uh, over speakers coming in and whether they could be videotaped or not, or you know, you know, outside lectures coming in, uh-huh. and whether the poli- university and the university seems to be veering towards the policy back in 90s, 2007 that anybody can tape anything of any outside group. Uh, do you is that the your impression of what the policy is? Do you know? Sorry, I'm not understanding. Because the um, <laughs> the the question is whether you know if an outside speaker comes in, can somebody 
tape it, tape, tape them. Oh, right. If a student group sponsors a campus group, sponsors uh-huh. any, any group sponsors it. Um, so it has happened. Um, yeah, there was some controversy. Yeah, because some, you know, anti, you know, groups wanted to tape people they didn't like. Mm-hmm. And then there were signs saying no taping, but they went ahead and taped it mm-hmm. anyway. And, the, I mean, they did it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the university was uh, quoted in the Daily Pilot as saying there's, there's, uh, they're moving towards uh, a policy of uh, no restrictions on taping. Uh, and I just heard from the communications office, I just queried them, and uh, which is the you know PR office, mm-hmm. and they said that as long as there's no, um, the, the person who came on campus did not um, uh, sign a contract mm-hmm. that said no taping. Right. Uh, so it's, but because it's a public university, mm-hmm. they think that anybody, you know, giving a public speech should uh, expect it to be public and shouldn't restrict it, basically. Yeah, yeah um, I feel like uh, everyone's entitled to um, freedom of speech, especially on this campus, um, and especially students. We, uh, as students, we should be sure. able to, yeah, share our opinions and um, openly not be afraid of who's gonna, yeah, uh, who's gonna come after us or anything like that. Yeah, you would think people would want the, you know, what's said to be distributed. Because you, I mean, if you came in to speak and you're speaking to 20 people, you you will be better probably that you got taped and put on YouTube or something, <laughs> maybe, uh, unless you're embarrassed to have somebody hear what you say. A lot of times, the um, talks are actually recorded by the people organizing the event and later put on YouTube. Oh yeah. So I guess it. Yeah. Covers so it's the not same a problem. Ground. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that applies to lectures <laughs> by professors, <laughs> the university policy, because yeah. uh, then they could just put you on online and you you could be dead and they could just play your t- talks and you could have <laughs> they could make money off your talks I guess the university sell your courses but I think it's all free right now right because I know MIT and somebody is uh, they're thinking that I mean that's one of the the future of the UC thing is they're talking about e uh, what do you call it? e courses right mm-hmm. so you don't have to and you know the pros and cons I guess of that, yeah. I mean, are they making it a commercial thing? Are they going to sell it to people not at the UC and make money off it without the consent of the faculty? Probably they'll just take their content and put it up, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then you, so you don't have to be here. You could be, you know, emeritus. You could be dead or something, and they could still be playing your talks. But uh, so there are a lot of implications. Um, how how do you see? Are you do you see any involvement in this future of UC commission that they're talking about or they've set up? Uh, is, is there any way student input can be brought in? Uh, I know the student regent, uh, I think Jesse is supposed to be on it. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Chang. Yeah, I mean, um, part they they were actually here on campus, the, oh, right. the commission, uh, I believe two or three weeks ago. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to yeah. attend yeah, um, I missed it. Yeah. that meeting, but um, the impression that I got from most of the reports of faculty that attended was that um, the the commission um, was actually um, very very hostile hmm. to the the suggestions coming from the audience at least here at UCI um, you know we're very hostile to the suggestions for uh, alternatives being proposed by faculty and staff from the audience uh, and their position seemed to be that um, you know that we we meaning the students and the workers and the faculty needed to be realistic 
about um, what was happening and the direction that the UC mm. uh, as, a, as an educational institution needed to take, um, which is the direction that the, the regions seem to be moving uh, in and, and President Udoff seems to be moving in. Um, so in terms of, of input, um, it, it's, it seems like uh, uh, it's not getting through to this mm-hmm. commission that yeah. uh, the, this, the, the, the approach that they're planning to take and that they, they are already taking is not um, in the best interest of the students uh, and faculty on this campus. Uh, and that, in fact, many of the faculty and students and workers are opposed to to this uh, trend toward so-called privatization, um, sure. um, uh, you know, higher fees uh, and so on. Um, but uh, the commission seems not to be uh, as open as one would hope to listening to uh, alternatives, listening to the criticisms uh, coming from faculty and students. Um, it seems like uh, they are working more uh, behind closed doors to, to set up plans um, that uh, will probably be in the same vein as what we've been seeing in, in the last year. Yeah, it sounds like the, it was kind of stacked with people that were picked by the office of the president, obviously. And uh, so, yeah. This was one of the initial complaints from um, many of the faculty yeah. on the different UC campuses that... Um, uh, the the commission itself was primarily made made up of uh, administrators, mm-hmm. uh, top level administrators, and uh, sort of middle uh, yeah. middle management, and that there actually wasn't uh, faculty uh, invited to be on uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on on the panel, uh, particularly faculty from say the the humanities and mm. uh, social sciences. Right, right. Um, how about are there other commissions locally or committees that you guys are involved in at all to discuss the cutbacks and stuff? Are there anything? Is there anything locally in UCI? Anything? Um, no, as far as I know, no formal commissions. I know that faculty members are involved through the Academic Senate and, mm-hmm. and, and so on in discussing the budget cuts and at departmental levels and at you know, uh, the level of the schools. Um, uh, I'm a I'm a part of the Defend UCI coalition, which is more of a grassroots uh, collective that oh, yeah. includes um, undergraduate and graduate students, uh, staff, uh, faculty, and uh, and work the workers uh, unions, um, AFSME and UPDI in particular. Um, so that is that is one space at least here at UCI where mm-hmm. there's been ongoing discussion of of the uh, the cutbacks and possible responses. Uh, to the cutbacks, uh, and it sounds like undergraduates are now, or have been, but now perhaps more formally organizing uh, in in ways to to discuss and, and and respond to these to these cutbacks. How do you find the reaction from the student regent, uh, the incoming or the designee? I guess you call it designate uh, Jesse Chang. Is he open to talking to you guys? Yeah, um, I feel like there's been a lot of communication. Um, among students and with him, um, just trying to get make sure that we're all on the same page. And um, generally, students have been um, very willing to go out and support um, to make sure that there's justice on campus. Oh, wow. So he's, uh, has he been able to bring up any of this stuff at the meetings? He, I mean, he's on some of these committees. I don't know details yeah, um, on yeah. whether or not, but I do know that um, there has that he has been communicating. Oh, good, with them. good. 
Um, yeah. And I, I believe he was the only one that actually voted against the mm-hmm. 32% increase. I think um, I saw that the student regent, the other, the current one, I mean, he's the designate. So oh, he, okay, I see. He's coming, mm-hmm. he's incoming. I mean, they have, they have two at the same time, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I didn't see his name. It was oh. the other guy's name. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah. Well, one ho- one hopes that they they, they share the, <laughs> yeah. the opposition to the field. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I mean sometimes it's it's hard, you know, because once you're in that position, you you're under so much pressure, mm. and you, I mean, there's a danger of being co-opted, and <laughs> because they will say you you know you you see it outside our way, you know, there's all this other point of view, I suppose, and uh, so it's but he seems quite more genuine. He's been on the show and. And it very open, seems more open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you see? Uh, so you, you're saying that uh, I know there are other things planned later in the week or next month. Uh, they, um, do you feel that um, there's a danger to? Oh. To I mean, personally, I, I guess I've, I, you didn't answer the earlier question. I, I didn't press you on it. What, how is it affecting you personally in in your schooling here? in grad school uh mm-hmm. these cuts uh are you are you, were you a ta or uh, i am a ta i'm no. actually taing this quarter um i was uh, i was one of the lucky ones that was able mm-hmm. to uh obtain a, a teaching assistant position and um and i have a i have a a, a teaching position for the winter mm-hmm. um so i i i'm you know i'm happy to say that i was one of the lucky ones at the same time that i i feel sort of um uh, the, the 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 hardships of other graduate students on the campus because it is a reality that uh, for many many graduate students uh, there's been a, 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 a deep reduction of uh, appointments TA appointments and um, other other funding uh, resources um, which is making it very difficult uh, for graduate students on the campus there's uh, and of course more widely the you know the reduction in uh, in services, the library services in particular, uh, graduate students are dependent on oh, yeah. many of, of the the librarians and library services for their research. Um, so uh, that I know is is making it uh, difficult. Um, I know uh, they're planning uh, some kind of a teaching at the library, and um, they are saying that, st- that studying can be a form of resistance. That's what the Facebook page says. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of that? Uh, studying. Or, or studying in, I guess study in is the term. Uh, I know at uh, at the, there was a plan to close the art library at UCLA, and the students there uh, did a study in at the library. and And I just got the union newsletter from UCFT called UCFT Perspective, and it says UC libraries face cuts, but faculty and student activism pays off. And uh, the photo is of. Uh, it's an anthro library, actually, also. There was a, a couple of libraries that were threatened at UCLA. And the students conducting, uh, the caption, students conducting a 24-hour study-in at UC Berkeley's, uh, this is at Berkeley, uh, Anthropology Library, listened to UCAFT President Catherine Clare there uh, from the local um, union uh, give a talk while below students hand banners from the library's uh, balconies. And the banners said, this is the cemetery speaking <laughs> and mm-hmm. public education, not a uh, corporation. Uh, so the reference to the cemetery was because uh, President Udolf was quoted in the New York Times and saying 
it's like running a cemetery. <laughs> right. He said. Uh, he said running the univer- running the UCs is is like being the manager of a cemetery. He keeps talking, but no one seems to be listening. Um, which I think I think shows uh, what kind of relationship he would like to have um, with, with us, us at dead. the bottom. Yeah. Well, buried. us docile and and, uh, and underground. Uh, <laughs> Well, the underground movement is starting to wake up, so um, is uh, stirring. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, there are different tactics, uh, and uh, do you see? I mean, I mean, are you? It seems like people are being more creative. This, uh, you know, you have to look for more creative solutions. Um, do you uh, do you see that as uh, an option? Yeah, um, I think it's all needed, whether it's mm. um, a study in, a rally, um, a talk, you know, at the flagpoles, like what's happening next week, next Tuesday. Um, all of these are really important outlets that we have to use, and it's what it's available to us. It's our right as students. Um, and so I think it's important for all of this to be exer- all of our rights to be exercised. Do you, uh, how, what support do you have from faculty? Are they, do you see them as they'll come out... Uh, you know the other campuses had strikes right last week you know, three day strikes we didn't we didn't really have did we have a strike here no um no. yeah no 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 strike here i mean it was uh it was uneven across the u c campuses mm-hmm. but different you know uh different sectors supported in in different yeah. ways um you know there were as i mentioned there were there were actions here at u c i from the delivering of the petition to uh, yeah, yeah. the rally on Thursday, and I know a number of uh, faculty and uh, TAs uh, had um, sort of mini teach-ins in their classes. Uh, so, with the you know rather rather than striking, well, which I believe is, is, a, is an important option to, to make use yeah, of, yeah. Uh, the other the other important option is is te- you know using um, what's happening as. Uh, a, a teachable moment, right? Uh, sure. so using it as a moment to spread uh, information and hopefully to build uh, further participation uh, among undergraduates. Um, so a lot, of, I know a number of faculty across uh, the schools here at UCI did that, where they mm-hmm. had teach-ins and started their classes last mm-hmm. week with oh. a discussion of the budget cuts, a di- discussion of the fee hikes, mm-hmm. and a discussion of what impact that would have. And I, I think I think um, you know I think that is uh, another important strategy uh, that provides a space for students to voice their concerns, to voice their questions, and hopefully to get uh, uh, to start to get answers that will hopefully motivate them to to search for more answers and yeah. hopefully get them more involved as well. The question uh, how they treat it. Um, it seems to me the parents the is a kind of a, you know parents of the students are kind of a invisible thing here now. Um, I was thinking of that because I, I was reading the Chinese newspapers uh, that came out on Thursday, you know, even before the final vote, but they had the headlines were all about the fee increase because they knew it was going to happen. And the covers of some of the papers had uh, the rally, uh, photos from the rally at, or from the protests at UCLA. And on the left, they had pictures of the police pointing the weapons at the students. I mean, they were actually sh- going to shoot them. And uh, so I suppose those were stun guns, I suppose. I don't think they were going to use bullets. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but, you know, the, this Chinese paper actually had uh, all these students, so the bigger picture with the students, and then the smaller picture with the police pointing the weapons right at the students. And uh, they look like, uh, they, they don't like rubber bullets 
gun. Rubber bullets would be bigger, I think. But these were like, uh, they looked like stun guns. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd never seen that before. Uh, I mean, recently, uh, you know, you think of Tiananmen and other, you know, where they actually employed military to shoot. Uh, but uh, so I think this would really happen. I think if I was a parent of a student going to UC that's, you know, going, the fees are going up a third, and you see the police there shooting, I mean, there are two reactions. One could be, you know, all these troublemakers, but the other one could be, what are the, what's the state doing? Why are they trying to shoot our kids, mm-hmm. you know? So that would start, you know, maybe maybe some donor who's giving a lot of money to the UC will start questioning this. And maybe that's the one way they can, <laughs> the university will listen if the donors start threatening them with not giving them money. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely um, a possibility. Um, I think also, parent. A lot of parents work so hard to make to um, parents work so hard to have their children go um, to university. They save up money, um, and I think that's where um, it hurts to have to see your child, you know, drop out or have to see. Um, you know, to have to work double, triple what you've been working to be able to afford this. So it does affect parents, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, th- I think that what we saw last week um, is instructive in, in, in the kind of relationship that's being fostered by those at the top uh, uh, with with those of us at the bottom. I mean, yeah, we should be clear that the, the, the you know, the, the thousand students and workers and staff and faculty that were there at UCLA were there uh, simply to, to bring a message to the regions that public education needed to stay affordable and mm-hmm. that access to public education in California was important to them and was important to the, the wider uh, community uh, of California. And the response uh, from uh, the UC administration, from the regions, was one of, of, um, you know, uh, of, of lining the police of the police using batons, using taser guns against the students, yeah. uh, who were simply trying to uh, make it into a meeting that should be public from the start, mm-hmm. um, that was being held on a public campus, um, students trying to enter a public building, um, and the response was one of, of, of brutality and aggression against these students and workers. And I think, um, I think it should be clear, I mean, uh, that... Uh, that the talk about uh, freedom of expression, of uh, sharing ideas on the campus, uh, is is only allowed by those in power until it starts to threaten their power. And I think we got a very clear lesson of that on uh, on Thursday and 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 the previous days as well. And I, you know, I don't uh, I don't know if many have had the opportunity to read the editorial in the New University for this week, but um, mm. who who sort of calls into question. Uh, the actions of the students, and I think uh, I think we need to be very clear that um, the anger and the militancy of the student protesters um, was was appropriate. That what is happening on our campuses and beyond our campus walls is unacceptable. That um, these cuts um, an unemployment rate in California that's uh, at twelve percent, if not higher. Um, these wars in the Middle East. That these are all a kind of violence against us, that these are direct attacks and that we should understand them as a violence from the state 
and from those in power against us. And that anger and militancy and organized resistance to these is an important tool that we need to continue to use. And I think that uh, the blaming of the students and workers as troublemakers or, 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 or uh, there to cause, um, to stir trouble is, is, is a, a ridiculous allegation. That the trouble is being caused by the decisions that are being made uh, by our by our regents, uh, by our top level administrators, and beyond the university walls, by those in power uh, in the federal and state governments. That it's it's clear that they don't share um, the same priorities and the same interests as those of us at the bottom, um, and that uh, every action that we can take is a necessary action, and we need to continue to be mobilized and to resist these attacks. The rally is going to be a peaceful rally. I know on the Facebook page you uh, made a point, or whoever made a point, uh, put it up. How about that? Um, it, it is um, planned to be a peaceful rally and it is planned to have direction. Um, we're not just students going out there because we are angry. We're students who um, have direction. We have a purpose, and our purpose is um, to bring justice and to bring, make sure that um, we are heard and that priority is backward with the students, with the workers, with the campus. Um, and so that's the goal of the rally. The goal is not to, you know, just, just make noise. The goal, mm-hmm. um, it's purposeful and it's direction driven. And, and the actions at UCLA were meant to be uh, peaceful as well. Uh, but the response was one of, you know, having a number of police agencies there, some of them in riot gear, before the, before, yeah. before the students and the workers even got there. And, uh, you know, these, these oh, protests yeah. are they're always they're peaceful yeah. uh, mm-hmm. until, you know, uh, students and workers uh, get attacked by the cops. I mean, the response, the, the anger on the part of the students was a response to the violence on the part of, of, of the mm. police agencies there and um, the, the, the way that they were treated uh, and, um, and, and, uh, and by, uh, by the police and by the regents. I mean, this is a public meeting where decisions are going to be made that is going to affect uh, the UC system as a whole. And uh, from, the, from the beginning, students and workers were barred uh, from, from entering. Uh, if not uh, uh, symbolically by the presence of so much uh, police, but also uh, in, in concrete ways by the barricades and the riot police, and as you mentioned, uh, the taser guns and, and the yeah, rubber bullets. That was guns. really shocking to me uh, to see that. Um, well, thank you very much. Yeah. Just a clarification, yeah, sure. we were talking about the student regent. Um, because he's designated, he's not right. allowed to vote. So just That's right, yeah. He will vote next year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Hadier and uh, Dennis, for being on the show. And thank you. Um, good luck uh, tomorrow. Thank, thank you. you uh, thank you. This is Dan Sang signing off for this edition of Subversity on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.